Happy Tuesday, everyone. This is Julie Townsend, and I am your host, and you're listening to Downtown Dish. Uh, today, we're going to have a very special guest, but before we get to our very special guest, I say that every week. Everyone's special. I know you guys <laughs> probably have already picked up on that. Uh, but <laughs> we, um, we have some interesting things coming up. Uh, I always like to plug the events that are coming up in downtown. Uh, on on the 20th of uh, the se- September 20th is Tasty Tuesday. So we want to make sure that everyone puts that on their calendars. It's a lots a, a great event to just sort of taste all the yummy dishes that uh, our downtown businesses have to offer. Uh, you buy tickets and you get hearty samples for your tickets and you trade those tickets in at the businesses. And that's from 430 to nine. It's the, always the third Tuesday of the month. So Tasty Tuesday, you can check that out on our website, downtownlkld.com. It'll update you on the businesses that are participating and also uh, what their samples are for this particular month. Um, often they change. Uh, sometimes they stay the same for a few months. Just depends on what the merchant decides to do. And then on uh, September 24th, there's actually two events. Um, there's the farmer's market, which of course is every Saturday, but as part of the farmer's market, we have uh, an event called Taste of the Market. So we have Tasty Tuesday on Tuesday, then we have Taste of the Market on Saturday. So you can really taste everything there is to taste in downtown in one week if you were to participate in both of those events. But there's another cool event that's happening on September 24th. And my dear friend, Delta Ryan, who is uh, the founder of Take Heart, mm-hmm. is here with me. Welcome, Delta. Thank you so much. And Delta has an event uh, that is uh, for the purposes of raising money for Take Heart. It's called Leading Edge Take Heart 5K. And that is on Lake Hollingsworth starting at 730. 730 at Florida. At First Presbyterian Church. Yes. So you start there. Is that where it begins? Yes. Yes. In the front lawn there. And, and so we're going to talk with uh, Delta today about Take Heart, because if you aren't familiar with Take Heart, which is an amazing little retail shop in downtown Lakeland, uh, you might have passed by it or you might have picked up a few things uh, uh, with uh, from gifts over the years. And I believe your opening date in downtown, or at least the date you got the keys, was March 17th, 2018, right? Yes, yes. So you've got four years, a little more than four years mm-hmm. in downtown. So we'll ask you about your experiences downtown. Yes. Um, March 17th, that's my birthday. Wow. <laughs> so thank you for yes. starting your you business. You were a big part of this, so we didn't even know we were celebrating <laughs> ah, you. I didn't. <laughs> and, um, but, you know, for those who may not uh, know what Take Heart is, uh, the 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 store is fair trade, mm-hmm. which a lot of I've heard of that before meeting you, but I didn't really understand what it was. And um, so, yeah, I want to know I, the whole purpose of this show, because I think it's really, really interesting, is not just the story of fair trade and what Take Heart does, but your story getting there, mm-hmm. which I think is really interesting. So thanks for being here with me today. Yes. Well, thank you for inviting me. And yeah. I'm so happy to be here and share. So... Let's start off with you. So mm-hmm. what's tell us a little bit about Delta. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, I was, I've actually lived in Lakeland since I was one. So that's something <laughs> okay. to know. So I wasn't born here, but I've lived here the majority of my life since then. 
Um, had a great, wonderful childhood here in Lakeland. Graduated, went to the University of Florida, go Gators, and graduated there um, as a physician assistant. So met my husband there. Mike and I both moved back here, and um, I took a job in the emergency room for 22 years. Mm. I worked there. And I always had uh, a passion, obviously, for helping people and felt like I was at some time going to do something different. But it was a trip um, that I actually took in October 2012, almost 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, that I took a trip to Kenya. Okay. And on that trip, everything changed. So I had already you know, was married, had a family, and um, was working and, 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 and loving my life. Mm-hmm. And actually had even traveled internationally quite a bit and was really enjoying that and um, took a trip to Kenya, and what happened on that trip 10 years ago is still pretty much guiding the direction of Take Heart to this day. Wow. So on that trip, um, I actually, it's it's crazy, I uh, was adopted and found my birth family, which is a whole other story in itself, but it was actually my birth sister, Mm -hmm. Um, we're soulmates, she's the one that called me after meeting her for the first time a few months Later, she called and said, my church is going to Kenya, and I think you should come. And I was like, I'm going, because that's my personality. So I got on a plane with seven strangers, because I really didn't even know her very well, Right. and um, went to Kenya, and had some other reasons for wanting to take a trip to Africa, um, for sure. So went on that trip. Two things really happened. Um, lived in an orphanage of teenagers. Mm. And for some reason in my mind, orphans are little children. Right. But they grow up like all kids do. Yes. And something was very unusual about that trip from the minute I walked in the door of that orphanage of girls. The connection was Mm. so unusual. And um, over that period of five days, we just really bonded, connected through music, connected through stories. They were the same age as my two girls at home, the teenagers. Mm. And I knew something was very different. Um, also on that same trip, there was a widow that I eventually learned her whole story, but she was in her 30s, and she hung herself <gasps> and took her life. Oh, my gosh. So those two things really, really affected me. So I was taking, we took food as a team. It was a medical team, so we were doing okay. medical work in a really remote village in Kenya. And as I was taking food that day to the family, just taking in the whole scene of how this woman was living, and she had no a support group or help, and I just could never shake it. Mm. So came back and um, worked a couple of more years um, in the emergency room, trying to do both, and officially resigned in, in 2014. Mm. And just started with one person. Um, you? Uh, they, you? <laughs> yeah, me. And then I started like, okay, I've got to help people. And that's a whole other story in itself where you started helping one, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, we can really yeah, right. make a difference with this. And so... Um, we started with one teenage um, girl and um, eventually now have expanded in also into helping um, boys. And um, so we've at, at this point been able to help over 100 teenage boys and girls with um, mostly high school, um, university age. Okay. Because that's what when you term aged out orphans. So as they age out of orphanages, not just in Kenya, but around the world. Right. Even our foster care system has exactly. some similar characteristics. Yeah. In our village, probably child marriage is the biggest problem. We do have um, trafficking, suicide is off the chart, and just Mm. the horrible cyclical poverty um, that that is difficult to kind of get out of without an education or a trade. And so we started down that path. We also, um, from the first trip where I wanted to start helping women, 
Um, we started with small business loans, and since then, it probably had over 30. Mm-hmm. And we also now are involved in a sugarcane farming. And so I never thought I was going to learn about sugarcane, but I am your person <laughs> if you want to know. So whatever way that we explore and, um, and ways that we can help um, women um, overcome poverty, especially widows, and then also help aged out orphans. But it was also children of widows, and sometimes they may even have both of their parents. Mm-hmm. But the situation is just so desperate yeah. that you just begin to, to offer them hope, give them an opportunity, and it's amazing what they can do with it. Wow, that was a lot. That was a lot. Yeah, no, you know, you know how to to get right to it with all your 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 points there. That's that's amazing, though. I I am just in awe of you because mm. I know uh, I I've heard this story before, and it's just refreshing to hear it again. Um, and then to dig a little deeper into to some of the things that you guys do when you go back. Um, but we're talking with Delta Ryan. She is the founder of Take Heart. And uh, Take Heart is a, a, non, non-profit, a non-profit. And they also have a little store downtown. Oh, so do. that's kind of the tie-in is that <laughs> we're talking with Delta because we love her store. Uh, so when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Delta Ryan. Stick with us. And we're back. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend. And my guest today is Delta Ryan. She is the founder of Take Heart. And Delta, tell us exactly what Take Heart is. Okay, Take Heart is uh, official 501c3. And we um, advocate for orphans and widows in Kenya through education and entrepreneurship. We also have a fair trade store in downtown Lakeland that we are able to help artisans um, and, and women really all over the world. And that is a, just a continual source of income for us. So you said you started this particular journey. You had, you had done mission trips before. You mm-hmm. had traveled before. But something just changed for you when you went to Africa roughly, what, about 10 years ago? Yes, was it? October it's, of 2012. And so... And you helped one, you mentioned mm-hmm. before the break that you helped this one, this one female mm-hmm. orphan. Yeah. I mean, first of all, how does that, how does, how do you even look at that and say, I mean, everyone's like, oh, I want to make a difference, mm-hmm. but it's such a large problem. It's, it was such mm-hmm. a huge obstacle. How did you, how did you dig down and, mm-hmm. and create this? Yes. Well, there were two stories for sure that, that affected me. And so when I, when I came back home, I'm talking about women first. Um, I, I met with the local pastor. Um, I don't even know how I communicated with people back then. Now my whole <laughs> life is on WhatsApp and right. Google Meets. And, and so, but I said, I need to help somebody. Mm-hmm. And he said, I said, I need someone who um, is, is, is as desperate as the woman that took her life. Like, mm-hmm. how can I intercept that? So he got me in contact with a woman named Caroline. And she was pregnant with her um, sixth child. Mm-hmm. And she had become a widow after the fourth child. And believe it or not, in this community, women are still inherited. And it is a must. If you want to stay on your land and you want to, you have to be inherited by someone in this clan and produce a child. Oh my! But the problem is they don't stay. And the men usually leave, but these women don't know any other right. way. So she now was pregnant with the sixth child. Um, the kids had not been in school. She had, she had, this is a sixth child. They hadn't been in school in four years. 
Mm. Um, because there were no funds. It's free, but when you are selling tomatoes, which is what Caroline was doing, mm-hmm. you don't have enough money for school fees and uniforms and, and things like that. So they basically are just on survival. And so I was like, okay. So we started. Um, we put the kids all in school, got them uniforms, believe it or not. That's mm. required in this remote village. And started helping her with some prenatal care and um, got a midwife involved. And and just I was just super pumped. It's funny. She went into labor on my birthday. <laughs> March 4th of 2013, and I was really excited about it. Then the next call I get is that Caroline, um, the baby's breech, and Mm. there's nothing they can do. She's having difficulties, and I'm like, take her somewhere. Like, And they go, we don't have any transportation, and I didn't know any of this then, so they put her on a motorcycle. She's full labor, breech baby, motorcycle, very bumpy road. Oh, my gosh. Um, And I don't know the whole story because on the way she passed out, Um, the pastor gave me some details, but uh, eventually somebody did come and com- do a C-section. Um, and then I get the story. The baby was born. He was healthy. Puce is like my African son to this day. I've watched him <laughs> grow up and a big part of his life. But the next story I get that Caroline was going to die because she had lost so much blood, so many complications. And I'm like, she's not going to die. Mm-hmm. We're here to help. And so I said, I don't, my husband and I were both involved and we don't care what it costs. But put her in a car this time <laughs> and take her to a hospital yeah. that has some blood. This mm-hmm. particular hospital closest to the village had no blood, had no fluids. So they took her to Kissy. I know all these places now. She stayed there for two weeks. She got 16 units of blood, fought off three infections, and she survived. Wow. And the total cost was $500. <gasps> so to Mike and I, I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. We can do something. So mm-hmm. now Caroline is able to... Um, you know, raise her own family. Right. And Caroline, we're, we're, it's, it's great to be able to do this whole eight years down the road. She had an incredible ability to buy and sell. So right after tomatoes, after she recovered, it took about three months to recover mm. from those that surgery and that, that um, you know, time when she was in the ICU, which basically the windows are open and it's not like the ICU that right. you and I know, <laughs> trust me. Right. But we were able to, to, you know, just really make a difference in her life. And so we started her with some small business loans. I didn't know what I was doing. I just mm. said, here's this money. She would give it back. And so we, we added like 10 things to the tomatoes that she would sell. <laughs> I have some great photos of that. And um, she just kept doing well. And then I started reading everything I could get my hands on. And basically it said, ask them what they want to sell. Right. Because I don't really know the village. I right. do now know after 18 trips, I have a little bit of understanding. Um, so then she started to do clothing. Mm. So we would um, we would take some of our clothes and not just hand them out to everybody, but we right. would give them to her to sell. And then long story short, she just kept buy- paying back all of the loans and today she has a storefront now, which don't don't think of a storefront like right. Lakeside now, but right. it's a it's like a little mud house in, in a, a area you know kind of a line of others, and she buys and sells, and she I we she's completely self sufficient herself. When Take Hard does not give her money on a monthly basis, and we do help with um, uh, we do have a ladies group, and some mm-hmm. of the things we help with everybody we pay their insurance, which is five dollars a month. And we help with the um, tuition of their primary children. Mm. And so Caroline is just an incredible success story of what happened to me not you know in 2013 and how that story changed her life and in, in turn changed my life. And so that was the first thing. The second thing is when we just started um, helping um, 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 girls. And, and I would learn their story. Mm-hmm. 
And then we would try to come up with, with, with ways on how, how we could help them. And probably the most memorable story would be the story of Elizabeth. And so she was the oldest daughter of, of Prisca, who was the woman that did take her life on okay. my first trip. She was one of the first um, girls that we helped, maybe not the first, mm-hmm. but she was one of the first that I was like, where did these kids go? Yeah, What happened to them? Because when poverty is so existent, like you and I would take care of our family members, but it just doesn't work that way right. because nobody has extra funds and, right. and money and you're considered cursed. When these kind of things happen to your mother, oh commit suicide, or you lot, there's just so much. Mm. Um, I call it just kind of darkness and traditions yeah. that um, in remote places that just haven't been overcome yet. Um, and so we we looked for Elizabeth and found her. She um, was not in your best situation. She had missed so much school by that time, but we didn't um, we didn't know what to do. We just put her in ninth grade <laughs> and got some information back, and she after about two semesters, failed everything mm. because she had not gotten Didn't that the primary education. Yeah. And it wasn't her fault. Right. Um, and also when I first met Elizabeth at the age of 12, that first day when I walked up and we were bringing food to the funeral, uh, she had a baby mm. at the age of 12. And as the years we became really close, she was prostituting herself yeah. to get funds. Right. It's what girls do. It's yeah. what women do. And so we were able then to help her. Um, we just had to have a brainstorming session. Okay, what am I going to do? She thought I was just going to drop her if she couldn't pass the classes. Mm. But I did some research, and it's my personality. We found out you don't have to have a high school education to go to hair and beauty therapy. Oh, okay. um, And so we found a course, enrolled her in it, had, had paid a widow to take care of her child. Mm. And she finished the course a couple years ago. She now is married for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. And she has a little shop and, and, and supplements their family's income. And she's doing really well. So it, it, it was a great ending, mm-hmm. um, terrible beginning yeah. of a childhood and the things that she suffered i really i I probably have shared some that are even dramatic the ones you know that can't really be shared that she walked through i'm sure yeah oh can't even imagine yes that's really heartbreaking but it sounds like uh you guys are making a difference in in these in in lives of these folks over there which is amazing um well i know that uh we, don't, we haven't really talked about what fair trade is yes. and all the wonderful things that are in your shop and where they come mm-hmm. from. So when we come back, yes. we're going to talk about that. Stick yes. with us. And we're back. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend, and my guest today is Delta Ryan, founder of Take Heart. So, Delta, remind us what uh, Take Heart does. It's a 501c3. Remind us what it does, and then let's talk about what is fair trade. Okay. So, Take Heart, 501c3, advocating for orphans and widows in Kenya, mainly through education and entrepreneurship. And we do have a fair trade store in, in downtown Lakeland. But of course, we didn't just show up at the at the store. That's and true. So you did have a little bit of a history with we downtown did prior have to a that. History, yes. And so, how I first heard the words of fair mm-hmm. trade, which I'm sure there's many people listening that don't know what that means. Um, we were on a trip safari, and took my um, one of my best friends, Michelle Johnson, who's now mm-hmm. the store manager, 
And she went with me, and she's the shopper. We've been friends for 30 years. She's the <laughs> one that likes to go shopping on Thanksgiving <laughs> evening. And it doesn't matter where we are. She drags me everywhere because I'm not a big shopper, but she is, and she mm-hmm. just loves that. And so she, I'll never forget it. She's like, you've got to come into the gift shop. She goes, I want to show you something. And she lifts up a pair of earrings that said, made by local artisans with fair trade principles. Mm-hmm. And we were like, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I had read that. It's really good for nonprofits to partner with a continual source of revenue. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be a thrift store because right. that's what a lot of nonprofits do. Right. And so I was doing garage sales and trying to mm-hmm. work toward that. When I heard that, I'm like, that's so interesting. So we came back. Both of us resigned our job that year in 2014. <laughs> she was an educator for 25 years, assistant principal, kindergarten teacher. And I, once again, was in the ER as a physician assistant. We walked away from our job. So we came home, and she called me. She's like, there's a fair trade conference. And I said, oh really? And so, you know, you know, there's conferences in medicine and teaching, but there's conferences and everything. We got on an airplane, went to Indianapolis, um, Indiana, and that began our journey. We started meeting the founders of these artisan groups and organizations around the world that made incredible items. And so came back, my um, daughter was attending LCMA and had to do a story. So we went to the market on the poor porker. Mm. I'll never forget that. We went there and I had to take her because she wasn't driving yet. Right. And I'm like, this is interesting. I didn't know Lakeland had a market. What? This is probably <laughs> what, 2014? <laughs> I went to the market start. Did it? Uh, we're celebrating our 18th year. Okay. So it was a while. So it that had while, been yeah. going on, but it was, <laughs> I didn't know about That's it. That's okay. Which I, I hear you. all the time that people don't know. So, I mean, it's incredible. And so I I thought to myself, wow, we should set up our stuff. I was yeah. starting to just bring little, I called them trinkets. Mm-hmm. And, and so I don't remember the date. I wish I did because it mm-hmm. be, would be memorable today. But I remember putting a tent. We got approval. And I stuck a few things out there and people bought it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my oh. gosh, this is better crazy. Yes, <laughs> and so way better than a garage sale. And yeah. so, you know, that began to grow and um, we set up in the middle aisle right in front of Crispers, couple tables, then we went to four tables, mm-hmm. and then it just became, it was just successful. Yeah. And we had several years. Of course, we were doing pop-ups, going to rotary clubs and churches and schools and anywhere that anybody would talk to us, but every Saturday we were there right. at the market and had a great response. In fact, my neighbors started to say, oh, you're going to be the next one to launch mm-hmm. into a store, and it just became really clear and I remember, I mean, you were huge in helping us get to that location because we were looking at this option mm-hmm, and that option. I remember. And then this person moved and, and yeah. everything around. And it just, that, that, that place, 248 North yep. Kentucky Avenue opened up and it was perfect yeah, for us. Perfect and, size, yes. Yes. And so it was, I love the market. Um, it was where we started. It was where we were able, it's a great place to kind of, Test out what you exactly. are selling or test right. out what your passion is. And and so it just was a really, really great, you know, response. And so it was a big step to take to launch into a brick and mortar. Yeah. And um, it was the best step that we ever could take. And, and so it was in March of, of, of 2018 mm-hmm. that we did get the keys, six, around 650 square feet. Yep. Little place for us. And it gave us like a, a location and um, so fair trade, let me educate a little bit about yeah. what fair trade. Fair trade are items made by artisans mostly in the third world. Um, they receive a fair wage. That's where the word fair trade. Okay. So you basically are getting a fair wage and you're trading a product. 
So if you work in a village, I mean, if you live in like a remote village versus a city, Mm -hmm. um, a certain country in South America will be different than Africa. Mm -hmm. And so you will be, uh, the the organizations are run by uh, mostly a group of people from the United States, um, some Canada, and then they deal directly with the artisan groups. So I wish people think that initially I thought, well, our ladies will make some of these things. Well, I can't, they don't know how to make jewelry and I for sure don't know how to teach them to make jewelry. And so we began to partner with organizations that were already doing it so well. Mm -hmm. And I was amazed at what they could do. And so um, we partner now, I think, with over 30 countries uh, of that we carry fair trade items. We just got back from New York now where the largest group of fair trade um, vendors and organizations come Mm -hmm. and show you what they have. And I wish I could meet every artisan group, but I can't. Running an artisan group. We have two of our own in Kenya, and it requires just a little bit that we do, quite a bit of work. But we also have organizations in Kenya um, that we partner with. And so that's that's really kind of what fair trade means. You can really make a difference. I always say not everybody can run off to Africa (laughs) and go to, you know, start a nonprofit, but everybody can buy fair trade. Right. And I add another thing onto it. Everybody can buy fair trade and shop local. That's right. And so everybody can do that. It doesn't take a lot. You can use your dollar. We always just say that um, you can shop with a purpose and, and, and make a difference with what you want your dollar to be spent on. And so to the best of my ability, I have vetted every single organization mm-hmm. that we work with. Now I can't go to every country. Right. But if there there is an organization called the Fair Trade Federation, and if you are certified by them, you can be 100% sure that what is happening is really making a difference. Right. So, so the, the organization or these companies go out and find the folks in the villages who are making the items, yes. pay them the fair wage, wage mm-hmm. and then get those products are brought through basically does they're sort of the middleman yes to you yes for, for between you and and those folks that are making the items in the village yes and you can rest assured that they're getting the fair wage yes. so they get their money paid up front right um they're working in a very safe environment mm-hmm. sometimes they work at home there might be a warehouse mm-hmm. um, but it's a it's a great safe place for them to work in a lot of things in fair trade are repurposed um, right something that we like oil drums in haiti turn into to metal art um, a toggle seed in Ecuador turns into a beautiful bracelet. Um, and so there's there's just a lot of things. Recycled electricity wire mm-hmm. turns into these cuff bracelets that we sell <laughs> like crazy. And so a lot of things in fair trade that would be tossed, people have learned to repurpose mm-hmm. and, and find a use for that. So that's the majority of what you'll find in the store. Mm-hmm. But we also are Lakelanders. Right. And so we have, <laughs> and Central Florida. So we also have um, several local artisans oh great mm-hmm. that we push in the store and then the other thing in the store you'll see are um organizations that give back mm. so we would go to atlanta market in new york now and start meeting amazing people and they were american run which i have mm-hmm. no issue with you right. want to help of that course. too absolutely but they give back to like a school in the congo or one ah. gives back to clean water and so that kind of gave us another um, kind of group of products right. that we can highlight and sell. So if you come in the store, you'll see the majority of fair trade items. You'll obviously see some local vendors mm-hmm. and, and local artisans. And then also you'll see give backs is what we call it. Okay. Yeah. Every fair trade group we start working with, can you make a swan? That's one of our <laughs> very first questions. So we have, 
I probably think at least seven or eight now that was That's made funny. specifically for Lakeland right. and the Swan. And so, and we all know the reason why of for course. that. So yeah. they always ask us, we're like, just don't worry about it. Just <laughs> We'll send you the memo. <laughs> we'll send you the memo. Just, just help us out with what you can do with their, with, with that, with your, you know, with what you use and what you repurpose. So. Yeah. And then uh, when you go in the store, you usually have little write-ups with yes. with the items that kind of give yes. you, you can't write the, the whole history, but you can kind right. of give us the the snippets of where this came from or who's making it and things like that, right? Yes, yes, that's true. I used to know every single story. Now Michelle <laughs> does a lot of the buying. The t- the, the nonprofit side has really grown yeah. over the past few years, and so that's kind of became my main become my main focus. But at least 90% of Saturdays, you'll see me downtown. Yes. I, it's one of my happy places. Um, we still <laughs> put out a tent yeah. every, every Saturday because I just love being a part of the market. Yeah. And it's just part of who Take Heart is. Yeah. It, 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 that's where we started. Well, when we come back, we'll talk about uh, the 5K and yes. what that's all about. Okay, Stick great. with us. Thanks. And we're back. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend. And my guest today is Delta Ryan, founder of Take Heart. Take Heart uh, has uh, a cute little store in downtown with fair trade items and, of course, is a nonprofit that does amazing things, taking mm. care of uh, folks in Kenya. And um, But the 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 last little segment we want to talk about is the 5k that's coming up take yes. heart has a it's called leading edge take heart 5k so that's two names of two businesses in lakeland mm-hmm. tell us about that <laughs> yes so they are connected yes. but um so september 24th right is our fifth annual so you know nonprofits have to have fundraisers they do and so i for some reason didn't want a banquet and so <laughs> i was like can we think of another way and so my husband owns Leading Edge Physical Therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just celebrating 20 years this oh, year wow. also. Congrats. And they were looking for some ways to advertise. Mm-hmm. So they talked about doing a 5K, was meeting with run um, with um, Fitnitch at the time. Right. And they said, you need a nonprofit. My <laughs> husband and the office manager, who's my best friend, said, well, that's easy. Right. We'll partner with Take Heart. That's right. And so five years ago, we started on that journey. And Michelle Martin um, is the, the leader and um, organizer, mm-hmm. the 5K. And we did incredible. The fitness said that nobody's ever done better than y'all except the ones that offer beer at the end. So obviously <laughs> we're not going to do that. But it's just been a great um, response for us. And so... We use the funds um, to help with, with education, and so we have something really exciting happening. So we, like I said, I took my first trip in October of 2012, and um, one thing that uh, I've had so many experiences over the last 10 mm. years, you know, that then leads you to right. a place. And what I began to notice as we were helping the older girls and and boys too is mm-hmm. that by the time we started helping them like i said with elizabeth they had missed their primary mm-hmm. education and i just began to think about my mind as like a big picture problem solver and in in in, in january 20 um 20 before the world shut down <laughs> i took my high school principal with me the first time to oh, kenya wow. and his wife had been very involved in the store and, and is to this day and i had been after him to kind of go he'd been mm-hmm. sponsoring several kids and so he went with me he fell in love with it almost as much as me. Nobody wow. other than Michelle and I mm-hmm. have really just embraced that. Now he's been four times. Oh, he's wow. worked in Polk County for over 50 years. 
um, now is the administrator at Global Ridgeview Academy, and we have partnerships with that school in Davenport. And so we started dreaming about starting a school mm. and so started working with some some organizations called Third Lens and getting drawings and writings. And and we're you know, we have we have a whole land project that, that we're working toward. But this year's 5K, um, we have been working with teams and they've been raising money directly for the school itself. And so we're, we're really excited about that. Um, we just had our meeting today, and um, we're already up to you know almost 300 participants. It's, great! It's a it's a great uh, morning. So we we start the race around 7:30, but we meet there around seven. Mm-hmm. Um, we have like a race village and vendors, and just it it goes fast, but it's just so mm-hmm. fun. And the community has been so supportive. We've had almost 400 now participants. And, and even we were one of the few people that pulled it off in 2020. Yeah. And so it's just a great people along. Obviously, this is nobody doing it by herself. But um, the Leading Edge Take Heart Partnership has been incredible. Well, that is that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, the the. The idea of a 5K, you know, it's like everyone does 5Ks, golf tournaments, banquets. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. Um, it's, uh, I'm, I'm glad that yours is, is, is as successful as it is because mm-hmm. I know it can be a challenge. Yes. Uh, you know, people like runs, there's always a run, there's a run mm-hmm. for everything. Do you think that the folks that are coming, uh, are just like, we don't care. It's whatever kind of run we're just going to run. Or are they, are they particularly interested in your cause? I think it's a little of both. Yeah. I know in 2020, they, we had a big group come like, they're <laughs> right. going to do this. We're not right. going to do it virtually. So I'll right. never forget that. But <laughs> I think that it's it's a little of both. Like mm-hmm. we really try to promote it as walking mm-hmm. and running, mm. and so we love to promote it in the in, in the running community. We want right. to be known for that. Oh, that's a great race. They right. tell us you're organized. You've got everything working. We hear that all the time from the running community that run yes, a lot of races. Yes, and they're serious, so they they're, want it to. They're be very organized. serious, yeah. and so. But we also have strollers and mm-hmm. dogs and. And all ages that are a part of that. And so we try to promote it as that. This is a run walk. It's not necessarily mm. a 5K just for people who, who run. Right. But it's a it's a day that we participate. We have virtual. We have, we like I said, we have teams <laughs> this year. That, that's how you, that's the next step in 5Ks is to get teams, mm. captains. And then those captains commit to raise a certain amount of money. And so there's an amazing girl by the name of Anna Holt. She went to All Saints and mm-hmm. actually went to Kenya with me in 2015. Wow. She's now working in New York City. I just got to visit her when we were at New York now. And she's like, I want to do this. I don't think I can raise $5,000. That was what we were yeah. asking the team right. captains. And she's almost at 8000 Oh, I'm just wow. so proud of her. And she, you know, just took some some steps and, and, and talked to her company and her boss. And we were able to go visit them. And so that is just kind of taking it to another level yeah. now that we have bigger things that we need to raise funds for, especially a school. So um, we have probably about 12 captains that have been working really hard and, and donating. And then we have sponsorships. We have just, mm-hmm. if you go on the, the on our website at, at takeheartafrica.org, and then it has a connection to the run sign up. Run sign anybody that runs knows run sign up. Yes, of course. And so that's where you go and you, and you register for that. And you can go on that to runsignup.com and it's forward slash L-E-T-H 5K. I know um, we obviously do. I think we just did something this past week in the downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, you can come by the store or either Leading Edge and obviously get information. And so if you want to do something fun on on September 24th, we would love for you to come. We call it um, Run, Walk, Local, and Impact Global. 
Got to have those little sayings. Yes, got to have the little slogans. Slogans, thank you, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So the... The cost of a school, I mean, what what is your goal in terms of fundraising for that project? And do you anticipate that this run will will cover it all, or is this a multi-year? This is, uh, I didn't even know the words capital campaign. That's been a whole (laughs) new thing, and I've been getting a lot of coaching and learning, and we're in what you call that silent phase. You know, we're looking Mm -hmm. for some lead donations, and, and we've definitely had some support. So we've started that process just really over the last six months. And the funds will go toward the school. So we had a goal for the whole 5K um, to raise 100000 okay. And a portion of that would go. So last year we raised 43000 which is great for oh, a 5K. It's great. a lot of work to be put into that. Yes. Captains then are just promoting fundraising and versus mm. getting so many people on your team. So we right. still have a great number of people signed up to actually be part of the event. But we also are looking for people to make donations um, toward the school. So all the money that the captains raise mm-hmm. goes toward that project. So it's a big project. We have a, a, a um, we have a guest house. We have Sam's House of Compassion and all the things that are involved in that. So it has become over a million-dollar project. Wow. And it's, you think that you can build something in, in Africa, um, you know, for, for a lot less. But we've partnered with an organization – that actually Florida Baptist Children's Home put us mm. in contact with because I don't know how to build anything, but much less in the third world. <laughs> right. So this is an organization called Third Lens, and they're pretty much um, architects and builders and um, businessmen um, that their hub is in East Africa, mm. in Kenya. So we've met over there. We've put the plans together. They're going to be the the people that do the program management and guide all of that and, and build it. I've been able to visit things they've built in Kenya, it's incredible. So we want to build something that's going to last forever. And mm. in, in a very remote village, that's not always the easiest thing to do. So, yeah. But it's exciting. We're getting a lot of great responses. and But it will be a season um, over a period of years right. that we, we do the project. Well, good luck. And <laughs> Thank you. I know that you will get it done because you are the kind of gal <laughs> that will get things done. Uh, my guest today has been Delta Ryan. She's the founder of Take Heart. If you want to support Take Heart, go to takeheartafrica.org and learn more. You've got a great little mm-hmm. video on there about uh, your journey, mm-hmm. and you can learn about the 5K and how you can participate. You can run, you can walk, you can just donate. Yes. Uh, but this is a great cause uh, started right here in Lakeland by one of our own. Mm. And so very proud of you. Thank you. And shop downtown at Take Heart on 248 North Kentucky and support uh, Take Heart that way as yes. well. So thanks for being with me. Yes. Thank you, Julie. Thanks.